Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. Well, this, uh, we're going about to kick off into the message. Um, if you've got your Version app open, if you've got your bulletin, we're here in the second part um, of uh, this series, and we'll be clicking through this today. We're in a series we call Three Ring Circus because the truth is, is that life can, can get as crazy, can get as crazy as a three ring circus. And God wants us not just to survive. He wants us to thrive in life. And last week we looked at this truth that John 10.10, 10, Jesus says, the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and to destroy. But I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus is. But we see a lot of stealing, killing, and destruction. Ryan just shared about the fact that the young men from his, from his area where he grew up, that there were, their lives were stolen, destroyed, that they were killed. And he is here sharing the gospel because he embraced the life that Jesus has to give. And that truth is being lived out all over the world. And so we have to recognize that there is this tension. And when life gets as crazy and wound up and wild as a three-ring circus, we need to lean into the one who's able to be, like we talked about last week, our ringmaster and be our Lord and be able to bring some peace into the middle of it and and be able to bring some direction. And we look at Romans 1.17. says, for the gospel... The gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. It says, the righteous will live by faith. Well, Jesus comes to give us life and life more abundantly, but we have to receive that by faith. That abundant life is lived out by faith. We have to believe what he has given us and provided for us. And when we slip out of that, when we're not grabbing a hold of what he has to say, the enemy takes and at an opportune time and brings death and, and, and theft and destruction into our lives. And as we're looking at this concept of faith and you think about a circus act and the thing that represents faith at the circus is, of course, the trapeze. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the showpiece, it's the centerpiece of any Uh, of any good circus you know you've got everybody loves the lion tamer everybody loves the elephants and the clowns but there is something absolutely magical about this people that get up here on up above everybody else soaring above everybody's heads they're swinging in unison and going and they're letting go and have this moment of flight and this thing where there's so much risk involved and everything is timed so perfectly and beautifully and they're caught and they do their tricks and, and there's just something absolutely inspirational about that and they're able to, to live on another level. Their, their lives are at that moment are higher than our lives and they're doing things we could only dream of and they're doing it from an act of faith. They're trusting in the person they are connected with, that somebody's going to catch me, somebody's going to do what they said they're going to do, and they're giving their little signals to one another, and the, the catcher is over here, he is saying, I am ready, I am going to catch you, and the next person is believing that that's exactly what's going to happen. You said you're going to catch me, and so therefore I am going to do my part, and I'm going to let go, and I'm going to, I'm going to soar out here taking you at your word. 
And that is what this life of faith is, is, is we step out and we do some things that are risky, that, that in and of our own understanding and of our own thought process and sometimes even of our own experience say that it's, it's not going to work and we're going to fall flat on our face. And, and that's where the, the, the death and destruction comes from. The death and destruction comes from is heading out in that direction because that's, that's risky and it's dangerous. And, but when God has spoken... His truth supersedes anything else we think might be true. It goes above anything else. All of a sudden when Jesus is spoken, when God is spoken, that is a truth that's on a level that supersedes every other truth. And the only time in my personal life, I've never done trapeze act. I've never done any of those kinds of things. But the only time I've ever done anything similar to that uh, was my senior year in high school. And I've shared the story of me bungee jumping before and out there in flat West Texas, Odessa, Texas. And saw there in the skyline that the, the big crane and that they were doing bungee jumping this before Texas regulated it and anybody with a crane and a bungee jump could start making money hand over fist letting um, unintelligent people like myself throw themselves off of a crane. And so I paid the money and I, I uh, got, in, got into the harness and I was so excited and the adrenaline was rolling and I got inside the little cage and I went up uh, into the, to the night sky, and it got higher and higher, and I got more and more nervous. And the West Texas breeze was rolling, and down on the ground, it looked like everything was steady and solid. And you get up there, and it feels risky and wobbly, and the breeze is moving that crane back and forth, and it was creepy. And the guy riding it up says, okay, this is what you're going to do. I'm going to open up. You're going to get out of the cage. You're going to stand on the ledge. I'm going to say three, two, one, and you're going to jump. And so, and I'm like, okay. And so he lets the bungee down and I get out of the cage and it's time to go. It's time to count down three, two, one. And, and, and a number of the, they did it outside of a bar. So they got a bunch of drunk people who weren't paying attention, you know, weren't thinking it through and they were just milking them of their money. And so a bunch of those guys, they would, you know, they would just sail off and they would do these beautiful little somersaults and flips and they were doing all this cool stuff in the air. Um, and so it's when I got up there, all plans for anything spectacular are thrown out the window. And so it's just gone. And if I could have salvaged my pride and just said, thanks for the view, uh, take me down, keep my money, I'm out. Um, but I had friends down below and there was no way um, I was going to take, I was going to, I was stuck. I was going to have to jump. So I got out of the cage and instead of doing the thing you know, where I just jumped head first, I, I grabbed the side of the cage and I stand there and he says, okay, and I'm going to do the old nesty plunge for all the old people in the room. And so you just go backwards. And, and so, and uh, so that's what I'm going to do the nesty plunge and go backwards. And, and uh, so I'm hanging on, he says, three, two, one. And I just, <laughs> nah. And so we count back and forth. And there's a video of it somewhere at my parents' house. And you find, you, it takes me a long time. And so it takes me a long time. You hear my friend yelling, come on, Clark, jump. And so they count. Finally, the third time, the third time, they go three, two, one. And then as he says three, two, one, I just do this. <laughs> and I just go down. And just let my rear hang off and everything got heavy and all my, my arms couldn't get any longer. And I just, I just let go. And I look like a dead bird falling out of a nest. <laughs> just 
the sad little dead bird just coming out. I didn't look awesome. I wasn't flailing. I wasn't doing any of the cool stuff all the drunk cowboys were doing. Yeah, I was just the dead bird falling out. And you come down, and it's that way. And I, every muscle in me is tensed, and I'm just, just sitting there. And, and then when that bungee catches, uh, oh, my gosh, it was amazing. And all of that energy explodes out of me all at the same time. And I am running, and my language is needing to be bleeped. And I was not living for Jesus at the time. And so, and it is like, ah, bleep, 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 bleep. And it's just, I'm just going at it. And it was just absolutely amazing. And see, and the truth is, is, is the guys that, that jumped off and placed their faith, and it was gorgeous and beautiful, the bungee cord caught them. But me, who did it super reluctantly and not beautiful and not inspirational. I think three people just got out of the line after watching me do it. And I don't know, I ain't doing this. And so, um, and so, but it was not inspiration, but it still caught me. It was faith either way. It worked either way. So many times we think that for us to be able to live this life of faith, we have to be super Christian and have no concerns and no doubts and jump off of it beautifully and amazing and inspirational. And we just need to trust. And sometimes trusting in God, we're that place that says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. This is going to catch me. Lord, help me that I don't know if it's going to catch me. And we come off and sometimes in our walk with God and this living this life of faith of the just shall live by faith. It's not always pretty and gorgeous and amazing. But if we will trust him, the results are the same. The results are the same. He's there for us every time. He catches us every time if we will simply trust him. Folks, living by faith is letting go of your way and trusting God. It's letting go of your way. You have a way and trusting God. Not even God's way. You're trusting God. You're trusting in his nature and who he is. This is why we don't have to understand his ways. We just have to understand his nature. We just have to understand that he's good. That's why we talk about him loving you so much. That's why we talk about grace so much. Because if you understand his nature, you can learn his ways later. All of that stuff can come in line. Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. It says, trust in the Lord and who he is. And what do we tend to lean on? Our own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Not his ways, acknowledge him. And he will make the path straight. He will take care of the ways. There's a way that you need to go. But you acknowledge him and he will order it. He will take care of it. But when you understand who he is and you're willing to walk with him and go with him and trust him at his word. We used to go camping when I was a kid and I loved camping. And we would go and from, I, I just, I don't remember a time when I did not take my dad's word seriously. I don't remember a time. I was trained as a kid to, to, to be able to, um, well, they didn't call it this, but we learned it later, to the principle of first-time obedience, that when we say it, you do it. And that was how, what was ex- expected at our household. 
Um, and so we could debrief later, but we don't, you know, if I say it, this is where it goes. And, and so, you know, so my dad would tell me to stop, stop. My dad tell me, go, go. We need to do this. We did it. And so we were camping. We had walked to the, to the restrooms. It was night, and we're going back to, the, to where our tent is there on Inks Lake. Um, and so we're walking along and uh, walking beside my dad, and he has the flashlight. And I'm just walking along chatting with dad. I'm about 10 years old or so, and, and my dad says, stop. And he just has that voice, that dad thing. And he says, stop. And I was in mid-step. And I literally, I stopped like that. And I, my dad shines the light down, and there's a water moccasin right crossing our path. And I was about to, I would have stepped right in the back of that cottonmouth. And of course, it had struck me. It had bit me. It's a venomous snake. And so, but it was one of those things. I, I remembered that moment in my training and my trust of my dad. I didn't say, why? I said, why do I need to stop, Dad? He said, stop, and it was bam. I, my foot did not move another inch towards the earth. It stayed right there. And that saved me a snake bite and a trip to the ER and all sorts of different things because I was, as I was walking with him, I trusted his word. Folks, this is what it looks like to walk with God. That's why it's a, it's a journey with God. We walk with God, and when he says go, we go. And he says stop, we stop. And I realize we're learning, but this is, this is why. And this is why so many believers suffer needlessly because the scriptures say do this. And we're like, well, you need to convince me of it and keep rolling. And it's bite, 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 bite and go, God, I thought you loved me. I thought you cared for me. If you were so good, why am I getting bit? He said, I told you not even to go over there. I told you don't even be there. I do love you. I set boundaries. You blew them off. I set those boundaries not to hold something back from you, but to protect you. Every boundary God gives us is for our protection. He has spoken. He has Pointed us into the ways of life, but we have to be willing. And faith says, I'm going to do it your way, whether my understanding aligns with it yet or not. And the truth is that scriptures tell us that faith works. It works by love. And that's why we have to understand his nature and his character. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. It means doing everything by the legal law or just kind of doing things in the new covenant. None of that is what it's about. It's about faith working through love. God has it's not established. He didn't throw off the old system to create some other new system. No, the old system is gone so we can be in relationship 100% and walk in love and faith with our Heavenly Father the way it was supposed to be, relationally. Isaiah 55 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. They're so much higher. And we're not going to be able to live on that higher level if we're not willing to trust what he has to say. See, living today in true faith lays the foundation for tomorrow. Living today in true faith 
Let's just have all the wonderful tomorrows that God has in store for us. Hebrews 10.39 says, But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. And there's a chapter break here, and we can disconnect these two. But when the writer of Hebrews did it, there was no chapter break. Then we flow into verse 1. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. The reason we shrink back is we begin to be uncertain of what we do not see. That all of a sudden we begin to to try to live it a little bit halfway and try to mix our ways with God's ways. And guess what? What we're going to get is our ways. We try to mix our ways with God's ways and we're going to get our ways. And the outcome of our way, we have to be willing to trust and to do it God's way. See, another word for the present or for today is simply the now. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the, the evidence of not seen. We have to live today. We have to live now by faith. The only thing we can do anything with or about is today, is now. Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow is a, is a promise and a hope. But today is what we can deal with. We have to be willing to live in the now and trust God now. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Our faith is that substance of the fact that God is going to be there. That is what it is. I love the way the message translation puts it. It says the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. This is a place where we we walk by faith and not by sight. So many times we think that the opposite of faith is doubt. Scripturally, the tension, the opposite of faith is not doubt, it's sight. It's I'm going to grab a hold of what I have experienced, what I see, what I what everybody else is over here in the chatterbox climbing along chiming along with. I I've, I can see that that's what's real. And so and, and the scriptures tell us that we walk by faith and not by sight. Matthew 6:31 says, "So do not worry saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Folks, there are too many people ruined today by imagining tomorrow based on yesterday. Ruined today's. Ruined today after today after today by imagining tomorrow based on yesterday. And the first, the first side of that is, is that people think that it, my, my days have been terrible Yesterday was terrible. The day before that was terrible. And I'm just fearful. Tomorrow's going to be terrible as well. And I ruin today. And we take yesterday's pain. We drag it with us. And we ruin tomorrow. And we ruin today with it. And that happens over and over and over again. And we're never going to be able to embrace the goodness that God has for us. The new way of living if we keep dragging yesterday's pain through today and shoving it into tomorrow. We'll never be able to do that. But another place 
another place where we ruin today by imagining tomorrow based on yesterday is when things are good and we're afraid we're going to lose it. When things are wonderful and we're fearful it might slip through our fingers. One of the most tragic love songs out there was introduced by the Shirelles years ago. Amy Winehouse did her own version of it. And, and it is a very well-known song. And it begins, and I'm pardon my singing, I won't really sing, but, uh, but it begins, uh, Tonight you're mine, completely. You give your love so sweetly. Tonight, the light of love is in your eyes. What three beautiful lines. In that moment, in that day, in that, it's, it's perfect. Tonight, your mind completely, you give your love so sweetly. Tonight, the light of love is in your eyes. That's what two people in love want to experience. And she, she's experienced it. The singer of the song, the writer of the song is experiencing it. And then fear comes in and ruins that moment and says, but will you still love me tomorrow? Will you still love me tomorrow? Being loved, fully loved, fully loved in that moment. And that was not enough. It was this fear that somehow as sweet as this is, I might lose it. And they're now in this moment when I have it, it is being ruined and tainted by fear that it might go away. Folks, living by faith is the only way to live. It's the only way to live. We have desires. And so many times we're frustrated because our desires have not been fulfilled. And we're frustrated because we think they never will be. But faith holds on and says, God's given me a promise. And whether I see it today or see it tomorrow or a week from now, God's got me and it is going to be good. And I know his promise to me is sure. And I have a peace and I have a strength and I walk in today in that. But there's also a place where all of a sudden we do get our desires. We do have it. And then all of a sudden we have the miser who has all of these things and now is so fearful somebody is going to be somebody and can't enjoy what's been blessed with and has. And so and now we have what we desired and we're so fearful of losing it that misery is our reality all over again. Folks, faith says he's, he's going to be the one to provide it. And faith says he's going to be the one to protect it. And faith says he's the one to be able to keep it. If we don't learn to live by faith, a life of wonder and fear and misery is all that's left. I don't care how big you make your stacks in your account. I don't care how big you handle things. I don't care how sweetly your loved one speaks into your ear. The fear of will you still love me tomorrow? Will it still be here tomorrow? Will all those things be here tomorrow? will still be echoing on our ears. Faith is the only thing that lets us fully embrace today. That is it. And there is no help and there's nothing in any other front. Corey Tim Boone says, Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows. It empties today of its strength. It doesn't empty tomorrow of its sorrows. We can't say, man, I'll take care of it today. And then, no, today's strength is ruined by worry. Romans 10 says, 
But not all Israelites accepted the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word about Christ. The message is heard through God's word, through what he has told us. Real quickly, for, for sake of time, I want us to jump down. To verse 20 in Matthew 13. It says, But the one who received the seed fell on the rocky places. This is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since it has no root, he lasts only for a short time. And with trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. And the one who receives the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, Choke it and make it unfruitful. The stalk is there. It's growing. The roots are there. You look at it from seed up. It's been trying to do what it's meant to do. But it can't be fruitful. can't bear its fruit. Because all these other things are choking it out. Folks, living by faith. Let's the worry be put aside. And let's every aspect of God's word in our lives bear the fruit it's supposed to bear which is life and life more abundantly. See, 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Again, this is his nature. He loves you. Folks, it only makes sense for us to trust our tomorrows to the God of yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Romans 8 Reminds us that knowing all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, nor height or depth, or anything else in all creation, anything you come up against, nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We trust him. We live by faith because we trust he is a God who loves us. It's for us. We trust in him, his nature, and we're able to fully live today. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Folks, today our bottom line is faith is confidence that God will do what he says he will do. We're able to live a life differently. Live it by faith and believe in that he will do what he says he will do. And that's when it comes in and life is transformed. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.